Hi, this is Pastor Tom, and I want to welcome you to day one of our look together through Revelation chapter 9. Revelation 9, 1 begins, that verse begins by saying, and the fifth angel sounded his trumpet. Now, even as I read that, if you were just starting a study of the book of Revelation at chapter 9, you would be totally lost right now. And I'm very aware that even though you may have been with us through this entire study, you might feel a little bit lost right now. We're right in the middle of the these signs that are just so overwhelming to us, these signs of destruction of the earth and these signs of God's wrath and judgment coming upon us. We've seen the signs of the seals that are being opened, and now we're in the midst of these trumpets being opened, and then we're going to go to the bowls that are being poured out. And as the fifth angel sounds his trumpet, before we even get into this this week, let me remind you of where we are, because the book of Revelation, it is, it's a story. It is a revelation that is given to John of a story of what God is going to do. And if you forget where you are in the story, you lose the message. If all you focus on is the fifth angel and, and trumpet and what did the trumpet look like and what kind of an angel was this, you lose the message. So let's just take a moment here before we begin to look at the sounding of these trumpets this week to remind ourselves of where we are in the book of Revelation. Let me remind you, first of all, of just three overall overarching directions throughout the book of Revelation. The purpose of the book of Revelation is hope. The attitude in the book of Revelation is worship. And the story of the book of Revelation is God giving his inheritance to his people. When you remember that, then you're able to understand this book as you walk through it. And God clearly tells us that this is the truth of the book of Revelation. First, the purpose of this book is hope. If you read the book and it causes fear and you're a believer in Christ, something is wrong. It's written to cause hope in our lives. Now, I know these are fearful events, but these are events that judge the evil that's in this world. These are events that judge all that's against God in this world. These are events that judge a world that is heading away from the worship of God, and they're going to lead to the gaining of an inheritance. That's why there is hope in this. Now, down through the ages, the the greater the church has been persecuted, the more it turned to the book of Revelation as a sign of hope. And the greater the church has been in a place of comfort in this world, the less they've turned to the book of Revelation as a sign of hope. When we think, when we fool ourselves into thinking this world's an okay place, we don't need the, we think we don't need the hope of the book of Revelation. But the truth is, even though this world may seem like a comfortable place to you today, deep down you know it isn't. Deep down, you know it's not what's satisfied or can satisfy you in the future. Deep down, you know you need this hope that only God can give for all eternity. And the purpose of the book of Revelation is to reveal that hope. The attitude of Revelation is worship. We've come back to that again and again, and we'll come to it again and again as we go through this book. Uh, the book began by telling us that it's all about the church of God worshiping him. And before we even began into these signs, we saw this incredible worship experience, worship service we were invited to in heaven and got to see what was happening there. And that is the attitude I've got to carry throughout this book, that I am in worship, holy, holy, holy. I am in worship of a holy God and in appreciation for who he is. Worship is ascribing worth to something. It is recognizing what is really worth something in this world. When I see God for who he really is, his worth, then I can see, I can see the perspective I need on this book of Revelation. And the book of Revelation, the story is God giving his inheritance to his people. This world is passing away, but not just so that this world can pass away. Yes, God is judging evil, but it's also so that he can create a new heaven and a new earth so that this inheritance can come about that he has promised and that he will fulfill. 
Now, with that in mind, the purpose is hope, the attitude is worship, the story is God giving his inheritance to his people. Here is where we are in the story. We began in Revelation chapter 1 with a picture of Jesus and who he is, and he is at the center. He is the main character of this story all throughout. Don't miss Jesus in every chapter of the book of Revelation. We began in chapter 1 with this picture of Jesus, and then in chapter 2 and 3, we heard Jesus' messages to the church. And now that we're in chapters 7, 8, and 9, and we're seeing God putting judgment upon this world, I want to take you back to chapter 2 and 3 and remind you that in Jesus' messages to the church, he is, he is telling the church that the church, first of all, is going to face judgment because they have not been following him. The Bible tells us that judgment begins with the household of God. Now, God is not going to judge us as followers of Christ with an eternity separate from him. That's already been settled. We've already passed from death into life. He's not going to judge us with taking away our adoption. That's already been settled. He's adopted us through his spirit. But he does judge us by discipline. And in chapter 2 and 3, you see often these words of discipline to the church. Judgment began with the household of God. And then we saw... In Revelation chapter 4 and 5, two awesome chapters on worship, the glory of God and the reality of heaven. And then we came back to earth and we began to look at these seven seals and these seven trumpets. We've already looked at all seven of the seals. These are the beginning of judgment. Some believe that these seven seals have been with us from the time of Jesus, that that's what this is expressing. Others, that they represent the start of a seven-year period of tribulation at the end of this world. Whatever, it's a time of final conflict. And I've said to you that I think it's a start of this seven years of tribulation, of trouble at the end of this world. These seven seals are the beginning of this conflict, of this final conflict. But even in the seals, you see good and bad together. You see that God is working even in the midst of this time of tribulation. We're going to focus on that a bit this week. And then we began last week looking at the seven trumpets, the time of devastation, of, of undeniable judgment, first on the earth. We looked at that last week, and then this week we're going to look at God's judgment upon people. This is a time of final destruction. Those are going to be followed by seven bowls, the final and authoritative judgment, the final wrath that's poured out upon the earth. So right now, in a sense, we're in the middle of these three sevens, the seven seals, the seven trumpets. We're going to start with the fifth trumpet this week. It is good to remind ourselves right in the middle that God is the judge and we are not. As human beings, we're tempted. We're tempted to think, and we get this message in our culture all the time, that I can't believe in a God who would judge mankind. We're tempted to think, I want a God who is all good. Well, think about this with me for a minute. A God who is good will deal with evil. I can't imagine a good God who doesn't deal with evil. And when we say, I don't believe in a God who would judge mankind, we really mean, I don't believe in a God who would judge me and the evil that's in my life. Because we want him to judge a Hitler. We want him to judge a Stalin. We want him to judge that kind of evil. We just don't want him to judge our kind of evil. But the truth of the matter is, one day God will judge evil. And instead of playing armchair quarterback with God, God who has a love deeper than I'll ever comprehend, a grace greater than I'll ever be able to touch. Instead of pretending that I can somehow be God, I need to drop the pretense that I'm God and accept the fact accept the fact that there's evil in me and that I need his grace to escape this judgment. And then that grace has been given to me in Jesus Christ. 
As you and I read what's going to be poured upon this earth at the end of time, it's a reminder that this earth is not what I want to hold on to. It is passing away. And as John said in his letters, also it's lusts. But, but the one who holds on to who God is, that is eternal. And the grace of God in Jesus Christ means that we do not face an eternity of judgment, of separation from God. It means we face an eternity of reconciliation, of relationship, of closeness to him in Jesus Christ. Let's tell him how much we appreciate his love for us. Our Father, thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. You know us. You see our hearts. We're human beings. We tend to want to figure it out for ourselves. And when we read of these times of judgment, we wish they didn't have to happen. But God, you even more grieve that this has to happen. We know that. But you will judge evil. And God, you will reward faith, a heart that's turned to you. God, in your judgment of evil, you allowed your son to suffer on the cross so we would not have to face that judgment, that separation from you. And we thank you for that. We do not know all that Jesus had to face. As we read what happens in the book of Revelation, the pictures are terrible to us at times. But we know that what he faced for us, it was even more terrible than these pictures. All the evil, all the sin taken upon him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your love for us. And we pray that we would read the book of Revelation, hear what you're going to do with an attitude of appreciation, that you are a good God whose goodness is going to prevail through all eternity. We thank you for who you are. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Tomorrow, we're going to begin to see the spiritual depth of meaning behind these judgments as we look at the fifth trumpet. <laughs>